Welcome to another episode of Trans Confessions with your host, Jinx. It's nice to be here. Sorry for the late start today. I know a lot of my live viewers do enjoy a prompt show, but, you know, due to circumstances beyond my control, um, which is more or less not being prepared for today's show, um, we're starting a little bit late. So we got a couple of topics that we are definitely going to want to talk about today, and those topics are starting with Russia. So I'm going to go ahead and pop them on the screen. We're going to be doing Russia, Russia, Russia. Then we're going to move into a little bit about sex miseducation and <laughs> discussing, obviously, something very close to my heart. Texas basically banning trans people. Yeah, because great. Um, it's ridiculous. So I want to say thank you to all my viewers who are joining us live on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch, Facebook, um, TikTok, and, and Steam. We're actually on Steam streaming live, which is really weird. Uh, it's odd gaming platforms, but hey, whatever. You gotta do what you gotta do. Or if you're watching directly from my website, thank you, all of you, for joining. It's always appreciated. So, letting those folks know that I am your host. We do have a co-host. Co-host is Daphne. She will not be with us today. Daphne has other obligations, more related to, you know, running her own kind of practice. So... We do stream live. You can see all the places we stream live at the bottom of your screen, except for those folks on TikTok who can't see shit because TikTok sucks. So, yeah, we stream live on YouTube, TikTok, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, and I also want to show you our website. Our website is cyberjinx.me. That's cyberjinx.me. Please check me out. Lots of great information there. Sign up for our newsletter. It will notify you whenever a new episode of Chance Confession comes out. Or if I do a cyber blog or cyber news with updates on that, you'll get notified about that too. So we broadcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So that's you know 12.30 on the East Coast and pretty early in the damn morning on the West Coast. Thank you, everyone, on TikTok. We're going to have a pretty short episode today. Most of the things we're going to be discussing are, well, not overly drawn out and because the information is constantly changing, there's not a whole lot that I can say and put out there that you guys are not going to get newer, fresher updates on almost immediately after the show is over. So we're not going to beat a dead horse today. We do want to show our sponsor. Our sponsor is Rainbow Connection Broadband, your super gay internet service provider. We provide internet services all across the United States using 5G and gigabit capable LTE connections. Good for streaming, good for gaming, good for just about everything you do at your home, and actually works as a traveling whole home internet solution. Packages start at $100 a month. Go check them out. The website's right here below. That's rcbroadband.net. Tell them you said hi, and if you give them my name, you get 10% off your first month's bill. Well, thank you very much for those folks on TikTok who are joining. Thank you again. I am live broadcasting an actual show, so if I don't respond to your questions immediately, I do apologize. But we will get to that part. So once again, let's kind of go over the topics for today. Again, we're going to be talking about Russia, what's going on in the Ukraine right now, sex, sex miseducation, and then Texas banning transgendered people from existing, you know, because Texas. And then maybe, just maybe, for all those folks you get a chance to meet and have an open Q&A session with my mother because she's here in town, which is another reason I'm starting pretty late today. So we may have to take a break while I go fetch her. So I do apologize because I have my waist trainer on and it is killing me. Uh, it just squeezes tighter and tighter and tighter until I die. Um, okay, so current discussion. Let's go right into the show. Russia, what the fuck? I need a swear counter. I need a swear counter. All my folks on Twitch, figure out how to make me a swear counter. Because it'd be hilarious to have it like right up here in the corner. Right next to my logo. Little numbers just up here. How many times do I swear? Um, yes, I do use a waist trainer. And they work too. Um, so as far as Russia... We've all been watching the news. If you're not watching the news, you probably need to watch some form of the news. Um, finally getting some coverage in the national media. Um, but what Russia's actually been doing in the Ukraine, now they're not even hiding it anymore. They have invaded the Ukraine. 
Russian military forces are now occupying large swaths of the Ukraine countryside all along its border with Russia. This is extremely problematic. Now, of course, there are lots of people out there who are like, oh, it's going to be World War III. It's going to be World War III. First off, no, because of the treaty issue. We don't have a wartime treaty with the Ukraine. We don't. We can provide supplies. We can sanction Russia. The United Nations and NATO can sanction Russia. And they probably have already started those proceedings, and it isn't going to do shit. So the best thing to do is to hurt Russia economically, but at the same time, we don't want to hurt some of the Russian people. As we've seen today, quite plainly on the news, it is being reported that even the Russian people have hit the streets protesting what their own government is doing to the Ukraine, because it's really fucked up. It's extremely fucked up. Russia has no business whatsoever in the Ukraine. Of course, they're using trumped-up charges and accusations against the Ukrainian government and its people as an excuse to bomb civil civilian areas, apartment complexes, schools, hospitals, you know, things that violate the Hague and Geneva Conventions, churches, whatever. The Russian military forces don't seem to give a shit, which is the main reason I think a lot of the Russian citizens have taken to the street because they're very upset with what their own country is doing. So for those people who think it's going to be another World War III, it's not. It's not going to turn into that. Thank goodness we've kind of come to a point in humanity where that shit's not necessary. There's not this big twisted kind of, you know, treaty system like there was in World War I and II. We've got all these different countries who've allied with each other. They're all going to go to war if one goes to war. Thankfully, nobody's done that shit. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if China, North Korea, you know, and other countries like that who follow the communist regime would obviously side with Russia if something like that were to actually happen. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that's where we're going here. I think where we're going here is Russia's attempt to return to a pre-Cold War black state, not unlike the USSR used to be, expanding its territory. Russia desperately wants access to certain things that it had before that it no longer has. Now, when you're looking at stuff like that, is Russia going to get back Afghanistan? No. There's no way in hell. Russia tried to get Afghanistan back before and they lost their ass miserably. So there are certain areas where they used to occupy that they're never going to occupy again. Pakistan being one of them. Afghanistan being one of them. It's not going to happen. That region of the world is so destabilized that Russia doesn't want it anymore anyway. So why the Ukraine? Well, they consider the Ukraine an easy target. They would consider the Czech Republic an easy target. Slovakia, an easy target. Um, Georgia, Azerbaijan, easy targets. They have forces amassed along all of those countries. Anywhere in Crimea, they're going to try and take back. These are great staging points for the Russian government. Access to water, access to trade routes, access to natural resources that they want and need. Um, there's been lots of questions, and I actually got one here on TikTok, and I thank you for the question. The question came across is, do you think it's possible for the Ukraine to join NATO in the future without conflict? I think it's possible for the Ukraine to join NATO now without freaking conflict. The conflict is being conflated with Ukraine wanting to join NATO, and that's not what it is. Russia will make that claim, absolutely. Other countries that side with Russia will make that claim that Russia has to go in and stop Ukraine from joining NATO. That's why their forces were there. All of that is complete and utter bullshit. Russia is there because Russia is flexing itself and saying, listen, we're going to take back everything we lost when the USSR fell apart and we're going to rebuild the regime. That's what's happening here. They're trying to rebuild what was destroyed when the Cold War ended and everything fell apart for the USSR. So, yes, it is very possible for lots of those countries to join NATO. However, however, I'm not a big fan of fucking NATO either. NATO is just as corrupt of an organization as lots of these things are. It's a big money pit. It's a waste of not just our tax dollars, but primarily U.S. tax dollars, but other countries' tax dollars as well. Citizens' hard-earned money is being spent on stupid, is what it boils down to. And then you do run the risk of 
Well, sure, now you're getting into the same situation that caused World War I and II. Over allies, silly nonsense. That's what it generally boils down to. So where do we all go from here? Because that's a very that's a question I'm getting asked a lot. Where do we go from here? How do we solve this issue amicably where Ukraine stays the Ukraine and doesn't become the block state of the new Russia? And Russia goes back to whatever it was they were doing before that, drinking vodka, whatever. So where do we go from here? That's a tough call. As the United States and someone who has served 20 years in military service and have been to a lot of these countries, I would say this from all the people I had a chance to talk to in my visits to countries like Russia, um, Poland, Hungary. They don't want this either. Most of the Russian population does not want anything to do with what's going on in Ukraine right now, minus a few dissidents. And of course, there's always going to be those. This harkens to the days of the late 70s all the way through the 80s where we all had to watch to make sure the United States or Russia or somebody wasn't going to drop a nuke. And quickly, we're moving back to a situation like that. All these people who are clamoring about World War III, it's not going to be a World War III. We're not going to see a ground war like we did you know, in the greatest generation. You're not going to see that. It's not going to be the United States goes and invades Russia you know, from one of our bases in Turkey or some stupid shit like that. It ain't going to happen. The wars of tomorrow are going to be fought on a digital battlefield. Cybersecurity is going to be what really boils down to who's going to win or be the biggest winner, because no one's really going to win. Um, and it's going to be based on who can destroy the other country's economy first. How far can we send these people back to the Stone Ages and how quickly? Rest assured, Russia's got just as many capabilities as we do. You're not going to see ground wars. Russia's not going to come freaking invade the United States. One, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. Two, there's too many people in the United States that are armed. Even if Russia did invade, even if they managed to defeat or push back some of the forces the United States has for its military, they've got to fight every single citizen who's armed to the teeth. And a lot of them crazy. So Russia knows they're not going to do that. What they're going to do is they're going to collapse our infrastructure. That's what they would go after. We would do the same thing. It's let's take out their grid. Let's knock out their gas lines. Let's overpressurize their water systems. Let's hydrolock their water dams. It's destroying infrastructure remotely. That is the real battlefield. And then whoever gets the biggest sore loser is going to be the one that launches the first nuclear weapon. Well, they knocked out our nation's grid and sent us back to the Stone Age. Well, while we've got some generator backup, let's go ahead and fire a few ICBMs over there for good measure. That's what we need to worry about. I wouldn't worry about Russian troops marching through the streets of the United States like, oh yeah, we're going to go take out the, take out, you know, whatever. That's not what's going to happen here. So I got to adjust my waist trainer because this thing is kicking my ass. As far as, you know, the possibilities, so someone on TikTok asked, I'm not going to use names while I'm broadcasting live. Um, because I'm on multiple platforms, so I'm just going to say this person. This person asked if, will that happen? Can a nuclear war happen? Well, sure. The threat of nuclear war hasn't stopped, ever. Just because the Cold War was over didn't mean that the United States has an overabundance of its own nuclear weapons, and so does Russia, and France, and China, and Pakistan, and India, the United Kingdom, it's not just us two. So that threat's always there. That threat's always been there. We made great headway over the last 20 years, maybe even 30 years, in lessening its effect or maybe the want for people to use them. So there is that, but doesn't mean the threat was always gone. Of course it's there. So there's no way to know. There's no way to actually know what is going to happen. All we can do as a people is encourage our own governments 
That's the Russian people, the people from our country, the people from all the countries, everyone who is watching me, because I get people who watch from European countries, African countries, South American countries, is to demand from our own governments, like, this shit has to stop. It has to stop. Wars are senseless and only the innocent get, get hurt. No one in the government in Russia gives two flying fucks about its service members, otherwise they wouldn't be sending them in there in the first place. And we're no better. The United States is no better. I obviously like when people come up to me and say, oh, thank you so much for serving our country. And I would like to believe that the vast majority of them mean it when they say that. But I'm also not delusional and stupid. I know for a fact that most of them don't. They don't mean it. It's just something that they think they're expected to say. Our country sends us in harm's way and they don't give a flying fuck about what happens to us when we get there and they still don't give a shit about what happens to us when we get back. The VA is proof of that. They didn't give a damn and they never will. So we have to understand that us as citizens, ordinary citizens, have to make the choices for our government sometimes and say, no, enough is enough. Knock it off. And that's what you're seeing unfold in the streets of Russia right now. Their own citizens like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Why are we doing this? Ukraine was just fine all by itself. It certainly does not need Russian influence. This harkens back to the days, like I said, of imperialism. The great expansion of a country's borders. Sure, the United States is just as guilty of it. But we fucking stopped. So, it's tough. It's absolutely tough. Let's say, I'm going to take a quick break because if I don't get this waist trainer off, I'm going to physically keel over and probably die. So, I'm going to go ahead and take a real quick break. I'm going to put that on. TikTok, you won't see the, the transition, but it's coming. I'll see y'all in just a few. All right, and we are back. TikTok never saw me leave, so. No. <laughs> All right, no, because I can't do the transitions on that particular one. So we are now joined by Mama Jinx. She's sitting over here off screen for the time being. So she's going to listen in. All right, so I don't think there's much more to discuss on the Russian front. So we're going to move into our next topic. And that's basically... Sex education is it exists in our public taxpayer-funded schools. Most of my viewers know that as a libertarian, I don't think there should be public schools at all. I don't like them. They're mismanaged. They have bloated budgets. It's very sad to see a teacher who's been working at a public school for 10, 15 years making about fifty dollars or $60,000 a year and their superintendent making $400,000 a year. I have a problem with that. I don't like that most 
elected officials in public school systems try to run that school like it's a business, despite the fact all of their funding comes from tax dollars. All of their funding comes from tax dollars, which is basically a giant waste of people's tax money. But where I really start to take issue is the, the problem with a lot of these schools under the guise of tax subsidies, refusing to teach children some of the very basics of, I don't know, gender normatives. We still teach children that abstinence is the best way to protect themselves from things out there, knowing full damn well that that's never going to happen. The age of the Puritan has been dead for the better part of four or five hundred years. I don't know any kids but maybe a handful that make it through high school and not try sex for the first time. And of course, because they're defiant, as most children tend to be, um, they're not going to listen to a damn thing their sex education teacher is teaching them anyway because they're trying to cram abstinence down these kids' throats. Now, there's nothing wrong in the world with a child choosing to be abstinent until married. Great. That's wonderful. Great for you. But the vast majority of them don't make that choice. <clears throat> they're not going to make that choice. So it's not sex, sex education so much as it is sex miseducation. A lot of these things that the teachers are continuing or being forced to teach these students are not only wrong, but some of them are dangerous. And dangerous not necessarily meaning that these children's lives are necessarily being threatened. They're not. They're not being threatened per se. But mentally and emotionally damaging to these kids. So there are several schools right here in Texas where the sex education policy is you will not teach them anything remotely related to homosexuality. Well, what if that kid is homosexual? Now what? You've embarrassed that child. You've told them that it's wrong. We're not going to teach that because you're not supposed to be doing it anyway. That's not sex education. That's indoctrination. You're indoctrinating children into basically being embarrassed about themselves. And that's disgusting. You've got children that grow up going through school, hating themselves because they feel a certain way and their teachers or their education system is telling them, no, you're not going to do that. That's wrong. I think that there should be programs, privately funded programs, not publicly funded programs, which means the people clamoring about my tax dollars are not going to get used to teach someone about butt sex. Fine, it won't. It could be privately funded through organizations outside of the school system to teach these kids actual sex education and allow the student to make that choice, not their teacher and not their parents necessarily. Allow the student to learn what they want to learn. And if they say, no, I don't need to learn this stuff, fine. You don't have to. But I think there needs to be a choice. That choice needs to be better. Well, for sure. There's lots of folks out there who would say, well, I don't want to talk to my kids about that stuff. It's embarrassing. Or I just don't know enough. And that's fine. If a parent doesn't know enough about, I don't know, the other side of the sexual spectrum, sure, don't talk about it. You probably shouldn't talk about it. If you don't know the right answers or you don't understand the concepts, precepts, or whatever, well, don't talk about things you know nothing about. Rely on those who do know things about this to educate your children and maybe you in the process. Because there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. I never expected my parents to know 100% of what was going on in my head. How could they? Unless I you know, was a lot more open, but I certainly wasn't. Because I was scared. I was scared. Completely out of my mind to talk about things. I remember going through my sex education. <laughs> where like they said, the only real way to have sex was missionary. And everything else was sodomy. I remember, I remember believing that all the way through high school until someone's like, no, that's so full of shit. And I was like, oh. You know, then you, know, you discover porn. I was like, well, apparently all these people are sodomites. <laughs> so there's that. Kids grow up and they go through the school system so freaking confused that it's no wonder. It's no wonder they don't know what's going on in their own lives. You get a lot of people who grow up, you know, the trolls that appear on my live feeds, on all of my platforms, it doesn't matter if it's TikTok or Twitch, even YouTube, I can't count how many nasty, disgusting comments I've had to have deleted because they're just, they're, they're gross. 
people grow up so misinformed and demented is basically what it boils down to. If you walk up to another human being and admonish them for their existence, you are a demented soul. You're a disgusting excuse for a human being. But they do it anyway. And I don't necessarily always blame them. I don't get mad at the trolls. I don't get mad at the miscreants that come into my live feed and run their mouths about stuff they know nothing about because I know they know nothing about it. They're ignorant. Very few of the ones I've ever talked to are stupid. And that's one thing we definitely have to address in this episode is the difference between ignorant and stupid. Ignorant is somebody who has no idea. They had no knowledge whatsoever that they were in the wrong. Stupid is someone who absolutely knows better and continues to do things wrong anyway. That's stupid. And the saying is correct. You cannot fix stupid. Once someone decides to be stupid, they're just stupid forever. They're always going to be that way. You're not going to change their mind. I don't care how much information you give them, how eloquently you put it out there for them to learn. They have already made the decision to be an asshole, and that's what they're going to do forever. So don't waste your breath. Talk to the people who are under, you know, ignorant. Talk to ignorant people, like I do. Tell them why they're wrong. Show them, hey, this is why you're not supposed to say these things. This is why it's not polite to misgender somebody or assume someone's gender. I do my, and bullshit, I'm just as guilty of it as anybody else is. But I do my damnedest to ask someone what the pronouns are if I'm not sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Hi, what are your pronouns? I don't want to misgender you. Oh, okay, well, there's she here. Great, okay, I was right. Awesome. And sometimes I'm surprised. I've walked up to very feminine-looking people, and I've asked them, like, can I ask you for your pronouns? And they said they, them. Or he, him. Oh. So you'd be very, very surprised. It's always a good idea. And they, this is stuff they should be teaching in school. You should be teaching these kids, don't walk around just assuming everyone's gender. Because you have no idea. Even if they're not transgendered, there are very manly-looking women out there. And there are very feminine-looking men. But their pronouns are still the pronouns they were assigned at birth. And they get misgendered, too. And it's not, nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. Now, I have misgendered people on purpose. And those are usually the people who misgender me after I politely remind them, hey, my pronouns are she, her, and y'all. And then when they call me he or him or that guy or whatever the case might be, then yes, I will purposely misgender them just to piss them off. I do that all the time. I've walked up to guys like, ma'am, it's going to be okay. I'm not a woman. Oh, I'm really sorry, ma'am. And I'll just keep doing it just to show them how awful that makes people feel, how irritating that actually is. It doesn't require a whole lot of knowledge or even common sense to like don't do things to purposely piss people off because it's not nice. I mean, I could probably ask my mom, you taught us if we didn't have anything nice to say just to shut up. So standard stuff that your mama taught you when you was a little kid. Yeah, if you don't have anything nice to say or you can't come in and be constructive with your information, then don't say anything at all. That kind of shit's just better left unsaid. And yet, these kids are being taught, quite matter-of-factly, in the sex education systems that exist in our public schools, horribly bad and terribly wrong information. And then they're being told, no, because I taught it to you, it's absolutely correct. Go forth and do what I say. You know, like the good little, you know, indoctrinated kids that you are. So I think that all across the United States, the sex education system absolutely needs to be revamped. It needs to be pulled away from the public school system. Private organizations need to be set up, funded privately, to allow these students, without having to pay a dime, the students could just come in there and learn if they so choose to. And if you've got a set of parents out there that is adamant that no, you're not going to teach my kids about homosexuality, well, fine. You, no one's forcing your kid to go here. So, I think it's good information, and I would like to see something like this happen. Hell, I would even join a board of people who would like to get something like this started. 
I personally don't know where to begin because every state has different laws. But I find it very important because if we start educating children young enough to be more accepting, to understand that there is a spectrum to gender, I didn't say that there's a spectrum to sex, although there is. You're not necessarily born sexually a male or a female. I wasn't. So there is an in-between. It's called intersex people. There's an entire population on this planet full of intersex people. They're neither. The epitome of they, them. So nobody's teaching kids about that either. Nobody. Hospitals to this day will surgically correct deformities as they see them, which they're not deformities. Those children are intersex. Without telling the mother, without telling the father, or even asking, what gender did you want your child to be? What sex would you like them to be assigned? They just do it. And then they seal your records. That's what they do. That's what they did to me. I did not know until I was well into my 40s what the hell intersex even was. And then had the chromosomatic tests and the blood work done. Like, oh yeah, you're intersex. What do you mean? Like, you've got two X chromosomes and then every one of them, once in a while, one of them has a Y. What? Yeah. That's number 47, so apparently there's plenty more before that of different variations of chromosome makeup in a human being. It's not just XX, and it's not just XY. It could be XXY, triple XY, XXYY. There's a whole bunch, and they're very, very unique. But they're still people. They're people that did not give permission to have their bodies altered, and yet they were. So, again, this is stuff that should be taught. It should be taught to kids going through school when they're old enough to understand those kinds of concepts. And I think that's probably the hard part. When do we determine a child is old enough to understand abstract concepts like gender spectrum, sexual spectrum? I don't know. I'm not a teacher. But I think the discussion is worthwhile. <laughs> you okay? Would you like some water? That's what I'm saying, a private organization. You want to join in? I'll get you a chair. Oh. I'll stand on the side. You stand on the side? Okay. So the voice hearing over here is my mother. So that's about as far as I could go. Because that's all I really understand. Every school district is different. Every state is going to be different. So. New York State has it. Has a, our yeah. school. Yeah. Has, so, but it's also publicly funded, isn't it? It has me voted on. So, right. the school district is to let. Isn't what the kids did not have to join this group. It's a group where they can come in and talk about their boy, girl gender issues, if they felt that they had a gender, if they were supposed to be a girl, if it, how they feel about if I walked up to the one little boy who's wearing a dress to school that day, which they don't frown upon. Good. Kids have their own, everybody should be able to do what they want to do. So this is what McGraw School decided that we need a special, it's like a club, but totally volunteer. And they got a lot of response. Some parents came to the meeting with totally with it about the whole thing. My kids don't need, but they, they're not forcing the children to do this. They're right. giving them the choice. And it's everybody's choice. Everybody's, and your gender is your choice. It's like my daughter here. Um, yeah, I can say that I wasn't, I didn't want to teach my kids about sex education. That's it's, I don't it's, parents it's, it's to a do. Hard thing, it's a hard thing for a parent. Because I wasn't, I wasn't taught even when I was a child. Well, sure. I had no idea. So you would agree with my statement that mm -hmm. obviously the issue is systemic. Yes. It's long-lasting through our nation's history that nobody really wants to talk about this stuff. And with my generation, that was the whole, gosh, you know, you don't talk about any of that stuff. Right. So 
a lot of people won't change. I feel I'm very versatile. I feel I'm very open to everything and even Brandy's dad. But it's a choice of every everybody, every child should have that choice. And I think that every school should give the child, no matter what state you're in. I'm, I'm from New York State. Um, very, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a difficult state. But I would say it's a mix. Yeah, you have your different counties so it goes by. But I'm from a very small area in New York, and for our school to step up to this new and improved way of helping our children these days with these these questions, because you know every kid has that question, and not every kid feels comfortable talking about it. But to have a group like that is just a start to get the kids to feel more comfortable. And it was amazing how many kids there are in that group. My grandson went. He, now he, his gender, he's, he's male, he knows he's male, but he went there because he, his friend doesn't know. Right. So even for a child to go for support for their friend is a good thing. I think that's beautiful that he chose to go and help his friend like I that. haven't heard how many children now are in it, but it started out really well. But it's more private. They keep it because well, for, have, yeah, you have your evil people. <laughs> and when you live in a little town like we do, there are some very backwards people still that are never, never, ever. You're never gonna make everybody happy. You're never gonna get everybody to accept it. Um, no, you're not. But those are the people that choke choose to be that way, and their ignorance is never gonna go away. No, I don't think you're ever gonna change. No. You're not gonna change people's thoughts on that kind of thing. And it's sad. It That's is, what I was just saying it's before. It's the older generation, though. The younger, the younger generation, though, is like your brother. Right. I mean, he is the most open, most, <laughs> you know, and um, I, can't, I can't even explain him. He's a person of his own, but very open. He does not ain't like anything. That's My brother's a very me. special person. Yeah. <laughs> But he, he would be a good leader in something like that. I think so as well. Um, no, my brother would definitely be very good in something like that. But yeah, I mean, the biggest issue I see so far, and I like, I like what the school district is doing up there. I think that's amazing. Is you're going to get the ne'er do wells that are going to come in there and say, "No, you were spending my tax dollars on this program, and because they're my tax dollars and I did not vote yes, you have to stop." And that's where states like Texas and Tennessee and Kentucky and Kansas and Missouri and Alabama and even Florida, that's how they get that shit squashed. And that argument is valid. I think that isn't a valid argument. That's their money, and it's being spent on something they don't believe in. Fine. Make it a private institution. This, this, this is not, it's not going through the school district. Okay, good. So that's a good example. Then. That's a great example. I think that's amazing. But you said people come in here, like the guy came in with an inch and a half thick paper all highlighted of all the bad things that he picked out of the whole art, didn't recognize any of the good parts. Well, of course not. They're not there to talk about the good parts. And Kim was... <laughs> she almost had a walkout because it was... He brought up stuff that didn't even have... I know. They always do. force my kid. No, they're not going to force your kid. Well, it's one of the things I love to hear all the time. It's like, oh, it's the gay agenda. It's like, the gay agenda? It's Shit, we ain't got an agenda. How, the, the gender identity's been going on forever. It's just people were always afraid to, they were scared of to come to, to, to feed themselves. There was the Roman emperor who had, who was a she-they. So they talk about, oh, this is a new thing. This is a media-driven thing. Like, it's not new. There were transgender people walking around when Jesus walked the earth. None of this is new. They weren't accepted like they were more accepted. Well, no. I mean, but they were they usually were stoned to death or thrown yeah. out of town. People can't come and say, this is this just happened with the new snowflake system. Like, no. It's yeah. not. It's been around for a very long time. And, I mean, it is what it is at this point. But, no, I think that this is something that needs to be addressed Across all 50 states, there should be private organizations, multiple private organizations that are privately funded that offer this kind of thing for all kids to take in every school district, public, 
or private. This is information that's valuable. It really is. And it's not being taught. That's a problem. But I don't know where to go from there. But if anyone has ideas, please go to my website. I'm actually going to put that back up there for everyone to see. Send me an email. My email is on the schedule page. If you have ideas on how to set something like that up, or maybe about you want to create a nonprofit organization specifically designed to go out there and help provide this kind of education to every school district privately, where children have the choice whether they want to go or they don't, shoot me an email. I would love to help out, invest, or be on the board for such an organization. I think that's fantastic. Let's see here. So we're going to move on to my next topic. Obviously, this topic being very close to my heart because I live in Texas. So Texas, specifically the Office of the Attorney General and our lovely Governor Greg Abbott. What the fuck? What the fuck? So as of yesterday and possibly a couple of days before, Texas has basically made it illegal to be transgender. But what does that mean? So if we break down the policies and the letter that came from the office of the attorney general and from the office of Governor Greg Abbott, they have now authorized Texas Family Protective Services to begin investigating the parents of all transgender children and now authorized pastors, teachers, doctors, or anybody else to report to that office, a special office created just for this, any children they find that admit to being transgendered so that their parents can be investigated and those children can be most likely taken away from those parents because those parents are abusing that child by allowing them to continue with their delusions of being transgender. I have no words. I have no words whatsoever. I mean, I thought some of the bullshit Florida was doing was just off the frickin' wall insane. And Texas was like, nah, hold my beer. They had to one-up Florida. Because, yeah, don't get me wrong, the whole don't say gay thing that they're doing in Florida, that's some fucked up shit. That is some fucked up shit. And if the Texas conservative lobby is trying to get Beto O'Rourke elected as governor, Man, you guys fucking did it because that guy's getting elected governor this freaking year. There ain't no way in hell. No way in hell that Abbott's going to get reelected. Not after this shit. This was probably for most Texans, especially the centrist Texans like myself. The libertarians. The independents. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. He is now pandering to his ultra-evangelical conservative right-wing shitheads. That's what he's doing with this law. So I would recommend all those folks out there who are on the fence about, hmm, how should I vote here in Texas? If you're watching in Texas, vote that piece of shit out. That is straight up homophobia, transphobia, and conservative evangelical pandering. A group particularly that should not be pandered to. It just shouldn't. Because anyone who thinks that evangelicalism is right wing is about as dumb as a rock. Evangelicalism is about as left wing as you can get. That's straight up theocratic government is what they would like. Their book, their imaginary book with the imaginary words written by the big sky fairy should dictate law. And I'm sorry, no, I won't do it. They have outlawed my existence in this state. And God forbid, God forbid one of my children come out as transgendered. Because under the provisions of this stupid ass law, if a doctor reports my child or a teacher reports my child, thank God we homeschool. 
if a teacher or a doctor or somebody reported my child as being transgendered and they looked me up and said, oh, that person's transgendered too, I would be arrested on the spot. I would be arrested on the spot for basically forcing my children to live delusional lives like myself. I don't force my children one way or the other. Not my place. Not my choice. My boys want to run around in makeup and dresses. Cool. I will let them. My daughter wants to run around in overalls and play in the mud and drive tractors and mow the grass. Shit, I'm going to let her. And if any of my kids walk up and they correct me on their gender, I'm going to honor their wishes. And I don't think I should have to go to prison for coercion for doing that. I think that's being a good parent. I don't gender toys. I don't gender clothes. I don't gender roles. It is not a woman's job to go in the kitchen and make dinner. It is everyone's job to go in the kitchen and make dinner. Everyone should help. It's not a woman's job to vacuum the floor or do the laundry. It's everyone's job to vacuum the floor and do the laundry. It's not a man's job to go earn enough money to make sure the family is supported. That's everyone's job. And I think if the more of us sat down and stopped gendering all the shit that we do, because I tell you one thing, the next person that comes out of my video game tells me to shut up and go in the kitchen and make him a sandwich, I will bitch slap the motherfucker. Tell me to make you a sandwich again. You're going to get a sandwich you don't like. It's disgusting. It's misogynistic and it's gross. This entire law is a just, just gross display of bigotry and misogyny. That's exactly what this is. So yeah, I would encourage all my listeners that live in Texas to vote Ken Paxton out for one. Because fuck that idiot. And yeah, Greg Abbott has to go. But I will say this, I'm not a fan of Beto O'Rourke either because he's just as bad. He is just as bad and he is definitely a massive homophobe. Yes, he is. And he's a racist too. There is a libertarian candidate that's running though. Not a politician, just an ordinary person. That's probably who's getting my vote. I mean, you're my mom. What do you think about this? Like I said, I was really surprised when I saw Florida doing this stuff with their school system. I was like, I, I was how can you get that bad? Like, that you're going to pass the don't say gay. Well, yeah, but still. Mm -hmm. I mean, they basically instituted the don't ask, don't tell policy from the military in their school system. Like, well, it's there to protect gay people. Like, no, it's not. They can't even only ask gay. They just out of themselves. You kick them and suspend them from school for being queer. And like I said, then Texas has to up the fucking game. And like, oh, well, yeah, we can't say gay in school. Oh, and we're going to go ahead and add it's illegal to be transgender while we're at it. Just no. The answer is no. Definitely. Well, it's like I, I'm not gonna fucking change, and I don't expect any of these children are gonna change. And I would hope, I would hope that their parents are understanding enough. Like you're gonna deal with a lot of flack from the government because your kid's transgendered. But it's anything, any children that are prescribed T blockers, or E blockers, or puberty blockers, hormone replacement therapy, or recommended for any kind of surgical procedure before the age, I think it's like, I want to say it's before the age of 18 or 19. Yeah, they're going after the parents for abuse, for allowing them to be themselves. What the fuck? Like, I, no, you're right, I don't have words. 
I just, I don't. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And yet, here we are. I don't know, but I am going to open it up for open Q&A, and we're probably going to make this a very short open Q&A, so obviously you guys can ask me anything, and then since my mom is here, you can ask her questions too. On the live stream, you can see the chat up on the side of the screen, so you can see what other people are asking. That also means trigger warning. You're probably going to see trolls leave dumbass comments or ask very stupid questions. That's good, shake your ass them off. I'm very glad your teacher friends are like trying to separate themselves from it because they could lose their jobs too for not reporting a gay student. Um, you are absolutely correct. If there are mental health or behavioral health sessions that have to be done for these children, it's already in the law, they will be reported. They have to be reported because they're a minor. Okay. But yes, absolutely, that's in the law. Most states have a provision that behavioral and mental health sessions to a minor are not protected under the privacy laws, that the parents and the state are authorized, absolutely authorized, to see you know, all the discussions and it could be reported. Um, I'm going to assume that's Love Wyoming because you kind of abbreviated Wyoming. Um, asked if I am transgendered. Yes, I am. It's in the title. I am trans. I'm going to go ahead and pull up my email here. Because some people send their questions by email and I want to address those. Weird. But yes, I hope that answered your question. Um, let's see, we got a question through email. Very poorly written. I usually don't like to pick fun of people that send me emails because I want to read them. I take them very seriously. But y'all got to work on your English. Damn. That's unreadable. Well, what can you do? <laughs> it happens. Uh, let's see here. Next email question came in. So compared to when I was pre-transition, pre-out, to now, have my political ideologies changed at all or my understanding of gender roles? Yes and no. That's a pretty cool question, actually. My political ideologies have not changed. I've always been libertarian. What has changed over the last, I would say, 10 years as I progressed towards becoming my real self, coming out publicly, coming out to myself. Um, my religious views have changed dramatically. I mean dramatically. And yes, my views of gender assignment, gender spectrum, gender roles, obviously changed. Some of the most angry and meanest people in the LGBTQ plus community are closeted people. Absolutely. I get more hate from closet homophobic people than anything. The good news is as I talk to them kindly and educatedly, oftentimes I'm the first person they come out to. I'm like, I already knew. We're not stupid. So the meanest people tend to be the ones suffering with their own sexual or gender identity. So sure. My understanding of that has changed. It's grown. It's developed dramatically over the last 10 years. And I used to be just as much of a grieving as shithead as some of the people that give me gruff every day. 
I don't understand this whole transsexuality nonsense. Sure I did. I knew exactly what the fuck it was. I was embarrassed about myself being one. Or that I even questioned my gender at all. And so I took it out on other people. So yeah, great question. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. That's very kind. Let's see, anything else come in through the email? I'm not even sure what language that is. Bing Translator doesn't know what it is either. Deleted. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. You're very sweet. And for those folks who are on TikTok, I do apologize. I am reading your questions. I'm trying to see when you guys make comments. But because I'm streaming live for an actual podcast, not super conducive with TikTok just because of what it is. But I don't want to leave you guys out. You guys are some of my biggest fans, so. Let's see. Damn. There's like nine emails in a row of just weirdness. Yes, I've noticed it's been silent on Twitch. Um, I got two viewers on Twitch and that's it. So I don't even know who the second viewer is. Dina, I know you're one of them. It's probably Delina. But, like I said, this was going to be a pretty short episode. We're not going to do the full hour and a half. So, oh, it's a bot? Well, thank you for joining, bot. Whatever you are. That's probably where all this garbage is. Weird. But I'm trying to go through my emails and it's like, what the hell? I do get some weird ones, folks. If you send me an email and it takes me a while to like respond to you, this is why. <laughs> I gotta filter through a lot of garbage. So but do remember also, besides my website showing you my email addresses, my phone number is on there as well. And I put this out there and I don't think I put it out there enough. If you are transgendered, or you think you are transgendered, and you are suffering, and you need somebody to talk to, anybody to talk to, you can call that number, leave your information, and either I, my wife Daphne, or somebody else here will call you back, and we will talk to you. We will make sure you're doing okay. That number is always open and available for that. Always. And it informs me when I get a voice message. It does. Someone's always looking at it. The only other question I have here that even remotely makes sense is when did I know that I was trans? I get asked that one a lot. I get asked that one a ton. And it's a tough question because I kind of knew always. I always knew something was different. Something was not the same. Thank you for the love, Delina. Oh, my door. I was like, what the hell was that? It's the ghost in my house again. Oh, no. But yeah, I've known for as long as I can remember. I just didn't really know what it was until I was older. You know, because like my mom stated before earlier in the episode, nobody talked about that stuff. Least of all my parents. That's not how they were raised. And they certainly didn't talk about this kind of thing in school back then. So. Yeah. If they don't see any more questions from TikTok and I don't see any more questions on my email, and I've not had any questions on this live feed over here on the side of the stream. That being said, we'll go ahead and we will end our segment. So I'm going to turn off the chat overlay. Make my face bigger. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Delina. Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and put up when we broadcast our show. So once again, we are live Mondays. Wednesdays and Fridays 
from 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Usually the show is about an hour and a half. Today's going to be a little bit shorter. So definitely check us out. We stream live on multiple platforms. So we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and obviously TikTok as well. And here more recently, I believe we've added Steam. We stream live on Steam. Why, I'm not entirely sure. I don't play a lot of Steam games anymore. But, you know, whatever. And when you're not doing that, please check out my website. All of my previous episodes, everything we've done in the past, you can find on cyberjinx.me. That's www.cyberjinx.me. Great website, lots of good information. All my contacts and my socials are also there. So if you want to follow me on another platform that you're not currently following me on, you can do it there. So I'm on Tumblr. I'm on Reddit. Let's see. Facebook, of course. Instagram. And many others. So, And Discord. Definitely check out our Discord. If you want to chat with other like-minded people, Discord is up, running, and available 24-7. You can do live streams, live chats, live voice, or just a good old-fashioned text. There's even a spicy side. So, but you got to be invited to that one. Other than that, last thing I'm going to talk about is our sponsor. One more time, we're sponsored by Rainbow Connection Broadband. RC Broadband is the first, and as far as I know, only woman-owned, disabled combat veteran-owned, and LGBTQIA plus-owned small business and internet service provider. It provides internet service using the 5G and gigabit-capable LTE networks across the United States, works in most of the U.S., and... For U.S. citizens traveling abroad, it will work in Mexico and Canada because you can take your internet with you. So check out their website, rcbroadband.net. It's on your screen. Give them a holler and see if they can provide you internet service too. That is the end of my stream, folks. Thank you for joining me for this episode, episode 12 of Trans Confessions. I hope to see you again next Monday at 1130 Central Time. Thank you so, so very much. You guys have a wonderful and beautiful day.